Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. You know, in life, when a parent or a father raises his son, he can put in that boy everything he thinks that boy needs. But the most precious thing a father can give to that boy is his name. His name. You know, there are people that grow up very poor. They don't have a whole lot, but they raise their kids, raise their son. I'm just speaking with the father-son thing there. And they raise them. But, you know, you can have a good name. The Bible says a good name is important. Because your name and what people, when they hear your name, think about you, that describes who they think you are or about your life. Uh, I remember uh, in town where I was raised, one time I got in some trouble and didn't, I think, some scuffle or something. Don't even remember how, but Dad got word about it. And uh, when I came home, he said to me, you better not bring reproach against the hill's name. Well, as a young boy, I thought, the na- you know, hill's names won't buy you a cheeseburger. It won't buy you a soda. What is he talking about? But, you know, that's true because my family, their word was their name was their word. They would give your word and you could trust them. I shared this before here, but when my father passed away, he was 80, and I was standing at the casket in the viewing time they had back in Indiana, and two older men came up and looked at my dad, and they viewed him, and one of them had tear run down his cheeks, and so I walked up to him, and I said, well, I'm Harry's son, and this older man said, oh, yeah, we know who you are, and he's, I said, well, I'm a pastor. He said, yeah, I knew that too. And then he put his finger in my chest like this. And he said, if you're half the man your dad is, you'll be a good man. Now, my dad never preached, never traveled, never did a crusade, never, his name was not on a poster, but he had a good name. And you know, that's important. You know, we have a name tonight. We are the children of God. Amen. We belong to Jesus Christ. And so what happens in our life is very important. We all know, as we've heard preached many times, that God knew us before we were in our mother's womb. And God has planned for us, a plan for you and a plan for me. Everybody in this building, God knew you were going to be on planet Earth, and God has a destiny for your life and my life. In the Bible, in the book of Philippians, it said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And I believe that that's referring to that he came to the earth. He knew he was going to be the Savior. He knew he had to die. He knew that salvation was dependent upon him to fulfill what his father did. And as the book of the Word of God says, For God so loved the world as sent his Son. And so constantly Jesus was about fulfilling what God's purpose was for his life. We all know 
He did miracles. We all know he taught great things. We all know that he could have avoided death because he prayed in the garden. If it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. But Jesus said these words, nevertheless, not what I want or I will. But Father, your will be done in my life. In this building's unlimited potential. I'm talking about you and me. We're not leaving nobody out. Everybody has tremendous potential because God knew you would be here and God has a purpose for you. Let me stop a minute about name. If I say Epstein, have you ever heard of that name? Immediately you think of something bad, don't you? Because of the lifestyle of somebody. And as a result of that lifestyle, when you hear his name, immediately you think about who he was. Isn't that true? If I say Hitler, immediately we know who Hitler was. He was just a man. And yet when we hear that name, we realize he rose to power in Germany, did all these terrible things, and so nobody wants to name their child Hitler Jr. Because of that name. They had a chance to make their name really wonderful. They could be known for great achievements in the world. But by choices, we understand when we hear that name. One of my favorite people on earth was Billy Graham. When I hear the name Billy Graham, I think of people getting saved. I think of big crowds around the world. I think about heaven would be full of people that he touched by preaching. And the reason he did what he did, his name means something because of the choices he made. That's the only difference between these people is a choice to live for God or a choice to go out and be something that God never intended them to be. When we see somebody on a corner begging for food, they have a name. I don't know why they're there. Is it by choice? Have they had a hard time? Because I know people do have hard times. When we live in Africa, the streets were full of young children begging for money for food because they had no one to take care of them. And so I know circumstances can affect us. But tonight I want to consider having a right mind. No matter what's going on in my life or yours, not to be moved by what's going on, but be moved by we belong to God. And that we have a destiny. And God's able to make us what we never dreamed we could have been. When I grew up, I, I was very insecure. I don't remember one time in my whole time growing up anybody inviting me to one of those parties they used to have. And I, I would look at kids at school and, and listen to them and listen to them talk, and I thought about, you know, I, I had a terrible, terrible complex about who I was. But one day in the Methodist church, I heard a preacher preach that God loved me and I could be born again. 
And I prayed a sinner's prayer. And that moment, that moment, something happened in me. And I remember, as you've heard me tell, I went to the streets. I began to preach in a little mission. Uh, We had missions in Louisville, Kentucky, and New Albany that we started. And we began to reach people with the gospel. And it was only because I had a change of mind. That now that I'm born again, I really feel like my life can matter. And that I could do something with God's help. That's a good place to somebody get happy to think about that. Because of who we belong to. That mind needs to be in us. That we're just not people here on the earth. But we are people of destiny. People that can do great things. People whose life can matter and that we can make an impact not only this generation, but if Jesus tarries the next generation. When I went to Bible school, it was a small school, and the teachers got paid $50 a month. And they lived in school housing, and they ate the cafeteria food that we ate. Now, you've never met them. And most people, if I say Brother and Sister Hovius or Brother and Sister Temple or Eileen Esberg, you wouldn't know who they were. But somewhere in their life, they made a decision that their life could have a destiny and an impact upon people. And they went to that school called John Wesley College, and they began to teach and begin to share and pray for us as students. And though their names are not going down in history of something really great, they've never made the front page probably of a newspaper, but because they decided to do what God wanted and be who God wanted them to be, every time we preach, all of us that went to that school under their influence, their name lives on. Because nothing's more powerful than when a man or woman realizes they got a good name, and that is, uh, I'm a child of God. A joint heir with Christ. I have a destiny because Jesus died. You ever notice on TV now they have all these history things on Charlie Manson and Bonnie and Clyde? They had names, but when I hear it, I'm not impressed. I don't see people that's wanting to name their kid Charlie Manson. But yet tonight in this building, you and I, if we would just get that mind of Christ, see, he said that he had a mind and a purpose that he knew what God wanted from his life, put him here. And I want to tell you something. God put you here. Whether you... Believe it or not, you're here because God's wanted you here. And he knew your name before you was in your mother's womb. He knew what they would call you. He knew the color of your eyes, color of your hair. He knew everything about you. And the Bible said, Jesus said these words, you have not chosen me, but I chose you. And I've ordained you to go and bear fruit, and your fruit would remain. And whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, I'll give it to you. Now that's, you, you want to feel important, that's important. You've been chosen by God. I've been chosen by God. And he's going to help us 
in the kingdom of God to bear fruit, and that even though if Jesus tarries and we're gone from the earth, our life will live on in people. How many ever heard of Bonky? That great evangelist in Africa preaches to a million people. It's just a normal guy, grew up, felt God wanted him to do something this life. He didn't have plans. He didn't draw up some plans and says one day, but he just said to God, I just want to do your will. That's all he did. I want to do your will. And he began to believe God that if God wants me to do your will and he wants me to preach, then God's going to supply my needs. And today, he's known around the world. Not like some of the names I've mentioned before. But he's known around the world as a great evangelist, a man of faith, a man that draws multitudes of people to his meeting, a man that there's going to be multitudes of people in heaven because that man said to God, if you can use me and you want me and you knew about me, then I'm going to make my life count for you. You ever heard that saying? Only one life and it'll pass, but only what's done for God will last. You see, our life will pass away, but what we do for God will never pass away. It's eternity. And so I'm preaching tonight because I've really felt stirred. You know, when you get a little bit older, you look at life different. Well, if you, Jesus tarries, you're gonna look at life different. Matter of fact, there's most people here close to my age anyway. But see, how we look at life will determine who we are. And when we decide to give who we are to God, only God knows the impact our life will make. If you would have asked my class in high school who's less likely to do anything in their life, they probably wouldn't have nominated me. But see, the, people don't tell you what you can be. Only God tells you what you can be. And it doesn't matter what people think about you. It doesn't even matter what you think about yourself, although you ought to think more about yourself if you're a child of God. But what matters is, if God be for us, who can be against us? And so I'm preaching tonight because I feel there's great destiny for our lives here. And we have a chance to have an influence in this world. And this influence can touch people that will touch people. See, that's what Jesus knew. That's why he had 12 disciples. He didn't have to say, I want a thousand disciples. He could have had them. But he took 12 men and told them who they were and told them what they could be. And spent time with them and said, I'm going to go. But the Holy Spirit's going to come. And he's going to empower you. And through these 12 men, the gospel's been preached in the world. We're here tonight because Jesus touched people. And I was thinking today, who could I touch or who could you touch in Kingman, Arizona, that God would lay his hand on and because we touched them, they could shake the world for Jesus Christ. 
There was a bunch of guys a few years ago who used to sit at McDonald's. <laughs> and I knew them, so I was sitting there with them. And they were just laughing up a storm. And I said, what are you laughing about? I said, look at all these funny people. Look what she's got. Look at that guy over there. But see, that's how we look at people, don't we? When we look in the mirror, that's how we look at ourselves. But God doesn't see us like the world sees us or like I see myself. He sees me for who I can be in him and how my life could play out and how it plays out, it can make an impact for eternity. I had some people come to me and say, well, we're changing your name to Pastor Candy. Not to girl candy. I give candy to kids. Well, that's, that'd be a great compliment for me. How many of you, when you're leaving church Sunday, it was go out the front door, had a bunch of people grab you and say, you forgot to give me candy. But you know what I made my mind up to do? If I can impact one little kid in Kingman, Arizona, and be an example to them of what a Christian is, and they grow up to serve God. My life's been worth it. Because only God knows their destiny. Because when we see these kids and are running around, we just see a bunch of kids. But God sees as they grow up and decisions they make how their life's going to play out. See these guys I mentioned first that's negative. By choice, they became what they were. But when I mention Billy Graham, or if I mention Abraham Lincoln, or Dr. Saul, how many knows who he was? He, he found what? That little cube we ate. They were just people. And if I say the name Bell, you say, oh, that's that old guy invented that thing that had two tin cans and they talked to each other. <laughs> and then, the, then they got cranks and they talked to each other. And then they got phones you dialed and you got on the party line and you listened to everybody's business. And then you got a push button phone, you got monitor. But now you got a phone and computer and Siri. My wife don't like me using Siri. She said, that's weird. <laughs> Today, Joni said, what time is Dimebox playing? I said, hey, Siri, what time is Dimebox? And within seconds, she told me. Now, when Bell started this all out, people might have thought he was crazy. That you can talk to someone, pick up something, talk. But today, it's our lifestyle. How many's got a cell phone? Raise your hand. How many's got a cell phone turned off right now? Raise your hand. You need to turn it off. You need to turn it off. Unless Jesus is going to call, you don't need to ring it in here. Joni asked me every service, cell phone off, cell phone off. <laughs> but I, how many knows that when Bell began to work on the telephone, he, he would have never dreamed, never dreamed what, how this would play out and we would have a computer and a phone and a camera and Siri. But, but life plays out. How many knows it plays out? 
And so if that's true, your life has tremendous potential. You might say, I'm old or I'm young, but it doesn't matter. It's, all, it's about one touching one, one making an impact on one, and that one takes it further than you ever took it. It would be thrilling for me to know. See, over the years, when I used to do revivals, I always would take the pastor's kids out and feed them junk. <laughs> Most parents eat junk, but they make their kids eat good. It's not fair, but that's okay. You eat all the grease and drink all the stuff before you go home, but your kids... No, you can't have that. That's not my sermon. But anyway, but I trust. You know, I, I, my wife, the, the kids said to me the other day, we went on our candy and I was out. And Joni said, you got to go get your candy for the kids. But if I can give some candy to a kid and they grow up and their hero is not somebody bouncing a ball, or hitting a ball. But if one of them would look at my life and I can impact them to preach the gospel or to be a missionary or to be a worker in the church that reaches the community, then my life's been worth it. There's nothing more powerful than a man or woman that surrendered to God. And so I'm preaching tonight because you folks have great destiny. I said, you all have great destiny. And your life can be explosive because you could touch one that could touch thousands. And those thousands could touch one that touches multitudes. But it's how we look at life will determine how it plays out. You only have one shot at this. I only have one shot at this life. By the time we know what we should have done, we're old. And by the time we know what we shouldn't have done, we're old. But we can still make an impact. When I, when I become a Christian in that Methodist church, there was a man by the name of Wilbur, and his wife was Mary Shane. They lived in a small town called New Albany beside us. And us kids had gotten saved, were excited, were on the streets. And so they invited us to come to their house on the weekends. They'd throw a big bonfire and, and feed us and encourage us. And out of that, they took us to the streets of New Albany. And today there's a mission there that literally multitudes of people have heard the gospel through. It's called Hour of Power, and it's there because two people, older people at that time, to me they were old, they were in their 50s. <laughs> now they're young to me. But they took time to make their life count. And you know what? And even though the, Mary's in eternity and Wilbert's probably 90 years old, their name lives in all of us young people because they took time to encourage us and to help us become who God wanted us to be. 
There's another couple. My wife knows them because her parents used to take them to a place in Louisville, Kentucky. It was a mission. Chester Stess was his name. I'm sure none of you know him. But he had a mission on the corner of 3rd and Jefferson in Louisville. What was its name, Joni? The mission. What was the mission? Penal Mission. And so he took all of us young people in. First of all, he took us on the streetcars and began to preach or witness to drunks and prostitutes. He took them in, and literally multitudes of people, multitudes of people had passed through the mission, got saved, went to heaven. But beyond that, us young people that he gave time for were carrying on his name because of an investment he made in our life. Nothing's more powerful than a person that'll say to God, let me be who you want me to be and help me to say yes to you. You might not ever want to preach and you might not be called to preach or teach even. You might not be called. You might not be called to sing because if you sing, people might not want to stay because some of us, some of us, when you hear us sing, it sounds like dying calves uh, hollered out. Like, you know how they do. But it's okay because you still have a destiny. It's not about talent. It's about who you belong to. It's because you're chosen. Jesus said, I've chosen you and ordained you to bear fruit. So you know what that means? That means you can bear fruit. Because he never asked us to do anything we couldn't do. And so if we'll say to God, I'll be who I am and be happy with who I am and I'll do your will in my life, then we're going to touch people that's going to populate heaven. How many like to get to heaven and the first thing you see, not the streets of gold or all the beauty, but people that were there and look at you and say, you told me about you. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Just the welcoming committee will not be the streets of gold or the great music, but the people who've been redeemed because we made a choice to be who God wanted us to be. I never met Abraham Lincoln, but there's something about his name. I know some of you might have met George Washington, but I didn't. <laughs> but there's something you know about him when you hear his name. Isn't that true? And you know, the greatest thing we can leave earth when we're gone is when you hear our name, it meant lives of people were changed. I said changed. See that, let this mind be in you. What, what mind? His mind was to do the will of his heavenly father. He, he knew he had a purpose. And though he went, you know, in the garden, he was struggling, and he knew what he was going to have to do, and he said, if it's possible, let it pass. But nevertheless, don't, don't, I'll do it. And we need to get to that place in our life where we say to God, we'll do it. We'll be who you want us to be, and we will let our life impact this generation. 
The saddest thing I ever went to was a funeral that I preached, and the only people who were there was me and the funeral director and the body. This person had lived. They were old, but nobody knew them, not even to come and pay their last respects. When I'm gone or you're gone, and they mention our name, what will happen? Or will there be somebody here that will say, because of his name, I know Jesus Christ. Because of his name, my family's been transformed. And I want to share something with you. God called you and he called me and he called us. Not just to be New Life Church, but to have a name as the people of God. And God wants to lay his hand afresh on us if we'll let him so that we can take this name given to us called the children of God and reach people for the gospel of Jesus Christ. What a name, can you say? What a name. Wonderful name. It's children of God. Join heirs with Christ. God's chosen. I said, you've been chosen by God. And he's chose us that our lives will make a phenomenal impact upon the generation that we're a part of. I think it's really sad. If you listen to the news, I listen to the news, you hear all this going on, and, and the last thing I remember about certain person was they murdered people. Or, or they had a shootout with the police. And that's, their name goes down that way. You know, there's been missionaries who were murdered. Jim Elliott and Saint and the two other missionaries were speared to death by the Alka Indians in a river. They went there for one purpose only, and that's to reach a tribe who had never heard about Jesus so they could know Christ as their Savior. They could have stayed in America, and they could have done it. And so after they were murdered, the Alka Indians, and if you've never read the story, you can get a paperback, Through Gates of Splendor is the name of the book, by Elizabeth Elliot. They were murdered, and so it was the tribe had a thing that if you kill the husband, you'd take the wife in and care for her. So the Alka Indians were not Christians at that time, heathen people, and they took in two of the missionary wives and their kids. <clears throat> the wives learned the language, began to share with that heathen tribe, headhunters they were, called Alka Indians. They won them all to Christ. Jim Elliott, Ned Saint, and all those guys, they never seen how it played out. They said yes, they went there, but they never seen what they wanted to see. The last thing they seen, and they called back to their wives by radio, the Indians are coming. They were excited, hoping to reach them. And when the radio went silent, and the men didn't return home, 
They sent out a search party, and their bodies were laying face down the river with spears in their back. You know, the wives could have been so bitter that when the tribe invited them to come and live with them, they said no. But you know what? Those women decided they had a purpose, and that's to reach that tribe, no matter what the cost would be. And so instead of being bitter, instead of saying it's useless, they moved in with the Indians. And today, even today, some of the children of the Alcas that murdered there are preachers traveling the world and preaching about Jesus Christ. When I hear the name of Jim Elliott, I hear a man that could have had the biggest church in America, but he chose to do what God wanted him to do. Ned Saint could have had things, but he chose to follow God. You know, in our building tonight, how will my life and your life play out? When I read that missionary book, something stirred in me as a young person that I said to God, I remember saying to God, God, I'll go anywhere and preach the gospel. I ended up in Africa. Because there's a destiny in our lives that can be fulfilled if we just stop and say, who am I? Well, I know who I am. Regardless of what my first name given to me or my last name, I know who I am. I'm chosen by God. I'm a child of God. I'm a person of destiny. And when we see that and hear that and say, God, not my will, yours be done. You know what we're going to do? We're going to reach lots of people for Jesus. I said lots of people. And if Jesus tarries and we're taken off the earth, they'll be here worshiping God. And they'll be reaching lots of people. And we'll be a part of that great family that's populating heaven because of our name. We are God's children, chosen by him, given a destiny. Only one life, it'll soon be passed. But only what we do for God will last. Let's don't finish the race. Let's finish the race and win it. And let's reach people for Jesus. Can you say amen? Can't you feel what God has? Don't you feel even though you're sitting in that chair that if he's chose me, I can be something. My life can make something and touch people because I'm chosen by God. Christ in us, the Bible said, the hope of glory. And so tonight, there's something about that name. You know, they wrote that song, there's something about that name. Jesus, Jesus. And you know something about that name is? We belong to him. And he, he's helping us tonight. Can you say amen? Anoint us tonight. The Holy Spirit's going to help us to be what we never dreamed if we'll let this mind that was in Jesus be in us, that when the time comes and you feel like quitting, you say, I can't quit. I'm not going to quit. 
I'm going to finish the race and be who God wants me to be. Let's stand together. Before you walk out the back door, give me just a couple more minutes. Will you do that? I want to challenge us tonight, beginning with me. And how many of you would say, you know, I might not have this talent, and I might not have this ability, but I'm who I am, and God chose me. And if he'll help me, I'm going to make a decision to be everything God wants me to be. If, he, if that's you, I want you to come and fill the front of this building right now. Just come on out of the chairs and come down and say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be who God wants me to be. He has chosen me, ordained me. He has a purpose for my life. And I want it to live on even after I'm gone. I want people's lives changed because I lived and I did the will of God. If you'll come down and join me. Here's what we're going to do, folks. Listen to me. Is we're not going to do anything fancy. I want you to hear it. Don't. If you'll not talk or touch people, I want everybody to listen to me for a second. I want you, while you're standing here tonight, I want you to do something very simple. We're not going to make it hard. In your own words, in a minute, not yet, I want you to say to God, you know, if you knew me and you chose me and I have your name as your child, then I'm going to surrender to you and be everything you want me to be. So I want you to begin to pray that right now out loud. Just pray it. Just in your own words, tell God, see, make me what you want me to be. Help me to fulfill your destiny. Help me to impact this generation. Praise your name, Lord. We surrender to you and to your purpose for our life. Hallelujah. We surrender to you tonight. Your purpose and your destiny in our lives. Oh, God. We thank you. We belong to you. We thank you that we have tremendous future in serving you and our life impacting this generation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We surrender to you tonight. Lord, I pray for everybody across this building tonight. Lord, you know the destiny that's standing here tonight, the people in this building. You know what the life can play out and be. You know the lives that can be touched because of these people that are here in this building right now. And so, God, I pray anointing come upon them. Lord, I pray confidence comes upon them. I pray, Lord, that you will help them to see, spiritually see what their life's meant to be and how it's going to play out. And Lord, use us to reach people with the gospel of Jesus. God, fill this place full of people who do not know you. And they're here because we go out and touch them and they come and meet you as their personal Savior. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit be upon every person in this building tonight. Lord, we want to honor your name. We want to bring glory to your name. We don't want your name to have anything negative because of our lives. But Lord, we want to surrender to you that we might lift up that name, that name of Jesus Christ, who has set us free and has purpose for our lives. For we pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise him tonight. Hallelujah, we praise you tonight. 
for that name that's ours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you. So listen. We're all going to go out of this building and get in cars or however we come and go home. But maybe before you go to bed, if you don't have a mirror, borrow somebody's. But look in the mirror and say, you've been chosen by God. And he has given me his name. I'm his child. And my life's going to play out in eternity. It's going to be impacted because I'm going to touch sinners that's going to make heaven their home. You believe that? Turn to somebody and say, I love your name. If you need prayer, hang around. If you need prayer, hang around. The prayer team will be up here. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.